Spartan fans, for the first time ever, Michigan State soccer season tickets are available now. You can officially be part of the Spartan soccer family. Season tickets include access to every home game, plus an exclusive soccer scarf. Contact the Spartan ticket office at 1-800-GO-STATE-355-1610 or visit msuspartans.com to purchase your tickets today. Join the fun at DeMartin Stadium this fall. want to welcome in Adam Jackson. He is the play-by-play voice of the Central Michigan Chippewas. What's going on with the Central Michigan team? How is it most improved from a year ago? I think the big thing that they needed to address was the offense. Um, they bring back a ton of defense from last year, and Rob Akey has been there since Jim McElwain took over in 2019. So uh, they made a couple of changes. Uh, new offensive line coach in Tavita Thompson that swung over and kind of gets the tradition of Central Michigan and the Bubs, and that is what they're known for is their offensive linemen, obviously. And then uh, a, a new wide receivers coach, Paul Petrino, who was the OC last year but also the quarterback's coach, He's uh, he's more familiar with coaching the wide receivers. Um, he's done that a lot in the past as a college coach and in the NFL. Um, so they feel confident that um, he's taken over that group and, and added some stability and discipline uh, because really all together with the offensive line, the quarterback play, and you know wide receiver play, you get it, Jack. If one's not working, then your offense isn't going to function correctly. So they straightened those things out, and they also brought in a young quarterbacks coach that um, was the GA under Charlie Fry in 2019, and he had come from a, a program, a Division Two from Limestone, and it just turned them around. So Jake Costner is the guy that takes over leading the quarterbacks, and um, they feel like they have the right coaches and uh, they have the right personnel in place this year in 2023 to go on a big run. What was a problem a year ago, Adam? Uh, why did Central Michigan fall so short of expectations? Yeah, I think it's uh, this is going to be coach talk right here, right? But it, it all starts up front. You'll hear Jim McElwain say that on both sides of the ball, and they were not physically tough on the offensive line. And again, uh, the, the way Central Michigan has functioned for years is they churn out great offensive linemen, which then you see they have great backs like Luke Nichols, uh, Jonathan Ward in 2019, uh, Kobe Lewis also, who transferred to Purdue. They were two 1,000-yard rushers in 2019. I mean, you can continue to go back. Brian Pruitt in the 90s. It's the offensive linemen that they're turning out and that physicality that they lost last year. Um, and again, with Tavita Thompson moving over and taking over as the offensive line coach, they feel that that group that largely comes back from last year, it's the same guys, they think the technique and, and the coaching this year is going to provide the difference that they didn't have last year. What about on defense? What can we expect? Yeah, I mean, I, I think this is the strength of the team. You're, you're unknown offensively with um, with the quarterback and, and just uh, new wide receiver pieces, but defensively, you bring back eight or nine starters. Um, you've got one of the best linebackers in the league and Kyle Moretti. Um, and then you've got a, a leader at safety in Trey Jones. Um, and, and Rob Akey, again, the stability part of, I think, any sport, but especially college football is so important with, you know, how many people are transferring in and out, especially from these smaller schools like a Central Michigan. CMU kept most of their pieces from last year, plus their defensive coordinator, plus, um, you know, their defensive backs coach. So the stability and the talent on the defensive side 
is there. They're going to have to pl- replace a guy on uh, on the edge and Thomas Incombe, who was dominant, but um, they feel like they've got some depth on the defensive line. And I-, I think that defense, which you can expect pressure from Rob Akey trying to affect the quarterback play, they are going to try and lean on that side of the ball early as they figure out the quarterback and offensive situation through the first few games. Which two teams would you expect to meet for the MAC championship? It's a great question. Um, the, I, I think on the east side, you're, you're looking at Ohio or Miami. Um, Ohio represented the, the east last year, um, and, and Miami has, has been really tough as well under Chuck Martin. They beat CMU in, in 2019, and they kind of fly under the radar. But both guys, uh, both teams bring back returning quarterbacks. Um, and, and on the other side, I may sound like a homer here, but I think it's going to be t- uh, Toledo or Central Michigan. Um, Toledo brings back Daquan Finn. They're defending MAC champs. They bring back a lot defensively as well. Uh, the reason, though, I think for CMU is all three teams that were picked ahead of Central Michigan in the West, NIU, Eastern, and Toledo, all have to come to Kelly Short Stadium. And when CMU has been at their best under Jim McElwain, 2019, 2021, perhaps 2023, they don't lose their home games. So I think the talent up there in the league in the West between Toledo and Central is the best in that division. It's just going to be a matter of who wins that head-to-head battle. But, uh, again, Toledo will be the favorite because they're the defending champs and they bring back so much. Would you be surprised, Adam, if Central Michigan was not a bowl team? Yes, I, I would. Um, I, I think there's been a new resurgence, and I've never I, – I tweeted this out a, a, probably a month ago when Jim McElwain had his media day press conference up here in Mount Pleasant. I've never heard him so confident in his team in the five years that he's been at CMU. He was so disappointed in how well they finished in 2021 and then the massive setback that they had last year. And you just, you know, he's had some health concerns the last couple of seasons at the start of the year. Um, He seems re-energized, and he keeps bringing up how he doesn't want to let the people down in the Mount Pleasant community because, you know, a lot of people he said have asked him, why why are you in Mount Pleasant still? You're a guy from Idaho and or uh, from Montana and have been all over the country. Why Mount Pleasant, Michigan? And he simply loves the community. He loves the tradition here at Central Michigan. And uh, the people have been good to him. So you see that fire and that passion that you're looking for from a head coach. Um, and, and I think they really did some, some, some looking in the mirror in the offseason to see what went wrong. You know, you look at Jim McElwain's head coaching record. He's not used to being a part of losing teams. So, there seems to be that renewed energy this year that leads me to believe with his sense of confidence and talent that they have on his team in year five that they're going to have a big year. Whenever you have a quarterback who can rush for 293 yards in a game, uh, it gets defensive coordinators' attention. Can you talk about what Bert Emanuel Jr. can do besides uh, take it to the house on any play? Yeah, I think that's the question, right? Um, and, and that's why there's there's a quarterback um, battle going on. Like it, it is not Burt Emanuel's job. Um, you know, there's a lot of rumblings right now that Jace Bauer is potentially the guy. I think you're going to see both, but this will be the season where we see can Burt Emanuel throw the football um, because everything broke down last year. The wide receivers were certainly a part of that. The offensive line not protecting was a part of that, but. When it came down to it, uh, Bert Emanuel Jr. 
Uh, he wasn't recruited as a quarterback. He was recruited as a wide receiver and a tight end until CMU came in late because he wanted to play quarterback because of his throwing. He's got a little hitch in his throw. So has he perfected the, the accuracy part of his throwing or potentially another dual threat guy in Jace Bauer, um, who's a baseball and football player from Iowa, is uh, is he the guy that, that gets the football and gets the start? I, I mean, very much like Michigan State deciding who's going to be their starter, CMU yeah. fans are interested to see who takes the field first for the Chippewas on Friday night. Is it possible that we could see four quarterbacks in that game? Would Central Michigan consider playing them both the way Michigan State is? Absolutely. I, I would be surprised if you don't see both quarterbacks. Because um, I think just like it, it seems like the Hauser-Kim battle has tightened up when a lot of people thought yeah. Kim was going to be the guy, it's the same thing up in Mount Pleasant where a lot of people were unsure. We saw the legs of Emmanuel, but um, Jace Bauer, again, seems to be maybe a, a little bit more of a complete quarterback, and he can also run the football. But when you have a guy that touches the football and can potentially go 85 yards on the ground, I, I mean, you got to get that guy in the game. So I would imagine they're going to probably try both out there and, and see who can move the offense the best. Would you expect that if Bauer wins that job, that Jim McElwain and his staff will find a lot of other ways to get Emmanuel on the field with the football? I do, yeah. When you go back to that 2019 season, this is similar to the team CMU has now, where they didn't necessarily have the best quarterback, but they had great pieces around it, which is, I mean, from looking at what I've watched in fall camp, that seems to be the same type of thing. A lot of athletes on the offensive side of the ball with some transfers that they've added. Uh, they also had a second quarterback in Tommy Lazaro that he was a short yardage guy. He was a running quarterback predominantly. He threw maybe a couple of times. I would imagine if Emmanuel Jr. doesn't win the job and they go, you know, 75, 80% with Jace Bauer, that Emmanuel is going to get out there for, you know, 10 to 15 snaps and just keep the defense honest with, again, how athletic he is when he touches the football. Adam Jackson, a voice of Central Michigan football and uh, done a lot of work with the Lansing Lugnuts here. Familiar with that is work with Jesse Goldberg-Strassler. Uh, Adam, were you in Spartan Stadium in 2009 when Central Michigan stunned Michigan State? You know what? You, uh, I, I was in high school at Eaton Rapids, and I was actually finishing a soccer game because uh, huh. I believe that that was a noon kick. Um, my mom and both my sisters are proud Michigan State Spartan grads, and my mom actually has season tickets, so she's going to be in the crowd cheering for <laughs> the team that I'm not on Friday. Uh, we, had, uh, I, we had your first guest tuned in, George Blaha, on the radio. We got into the car with about a minute to go, and um, the, the radio dial was going in and out from the west side of the state, but all I remember is, they didn't get the two-point conversion. Then they got right. the onside kick. They didn't right. get the first field goal, and then they made it. So that is how I listened silently as my mom frustratingly listened to CMU upset her beloved Spartans <laughs> in 2009. <laughs> well, that wasn't the only time. I guess you can see Toledo uh, beat Michigan. You can see Appalachian State certainly beat the Wolverines. You can see Eastern Michigan beat a Big Ten team Seems like every second or third year. But Central Michigan has won in Spartan Stadium three times in the last 32 years, including back-to-back -back wins. 
Do you think Jim McElwain has made that very clear to his players? Oh, yeah. He he knows. And, uh, I mean, you remember those great battles between Herb Duramity and George Perlis. Yeah. Herb's yeah. still around, and he's yeah. coming to practices. I mean, and, and it's eerie, right? Like, I think both these teams are going to be better than what people assume because they've added in the offseason. They both are coming off bad years. And it, to me, yeah. they're just too good of programs to not bounce back. But you go back to 92, right? Then – CMU lost four straight, and then they won in 2009. Well, since 2009, CMU has now lost four straight coming into this game against Michigan State. (laughs) And then the other peculiar thing, two of the three wins in East Lansing, Michigan State was deciding who was going to be the starting quarterback in 2009 with Cousins and Nickel and then Miller and Johnson in 91. So you've got those two. And then the final thing, those two wins in 1991 and 92, those were Michigan State's first game on the schedule. And here we are, it'll be the first game. So again, it's very eerie that there's some alignments to win upsets in this series happen in the past coming up next Friday night. Well, you mentioned Herb Duramity. I have the utmost respect for him as a coach and administrator. And uh, I really want him to be the uh, athletic director at Michigan State at one point, but He's going to be a guest on this show, Rob. Uh, what uh, Wednesday or what? Yeah, we're looking at Wednesday right now. Wednesday, yep. yeah. Looking forward to that. Always enjoy talking to Herb. And the first time that Central Michigan beat Michigan State, Adam, Michigan State was coming off a shared Big Ten title, it was a four-way mm-hmm. tie in 1990, and uh, no one thought this was going to be what it turned out to be. But it really wasn't close. It was 20-3, to and Central probably should have won by a bigger margin. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I'm just just remembering, I, I didn't get it to watch the game or follow it, but I think uh, I think it was Billy Smith was the running back, and uh, yes. I know the current, current athletic director, Alan Haller, was on that team, and he talked right. about how uh, energized the, the Central Michigan sideline was. He remembered that. And here's the funniest thing that I've read about that game, Jack, is that odds makers didn't release point spreads on that game in 1991 because they thought MSU would win in a route yeah. coming in as yeah. the 18th ranked team in the country. And uh, the Chippewas came in in that, in that first game of the series. And as you said, 120 to three. And then the crazy second year, they back it up with a 24 20 win. So it, it's wild to think that. I mean, it's it's been, I think, 95 or so years since the last time that a directional school in Michigan has beaten Michigan and Michigan State, yet CMU has done this three different times against MSU. It's just sports are so weird. <laughs> Amazing. Well, you talk about the 92 game, and that was a back-and-forth game, 24-20. But the previous year, Michigan State, Adam, took the opening kickoff, went right down the field. And I think they had third and goal at the one and didn't get in. And then George, you know, he was all about macho ball. And he says, we're not going to kick a field goal here. We're going to jam this thing in the end zone. And uh, Tico Duckett got stopped. And immediately the momentum turned. And I think Michigan State crossed midfield one more time. It was amazing. Mm, Yeah, and... uh... You'll you'll have to ask her because I was just chatting with him uh, probably a couple of days ago, and he remembers that '93 meeting, right? I mean, CMU's won back to back; they're going back in, yes. and 
he said in that game, it was it was late, it was 27-27, and he remembered looking over at George across the sideline with that look of, no, this isn't going to happen again, right? And then right, Herb right. said, you know, we just couldn't stop him, and they went on to put up 48 points against the Chippewas. <laughs> yeah, wound up 48-34, but you're right. And when Central tied that game uh, in the second half, I've never heard a noise like that in a stadium before. It was like an entire Michigan State fan base there, and had to be 60,000 of them. Went, oh. Like, uh, <laughs> you know, it, it almost sounded like uh, something you, you'd hear piped in uh, uh, in a film, but uh, it was like we can't be watching this a third straight time. And uh, I don't know what would have happened if that had, if that happened, but, hey, Central – uh, those Duromney teams were tough, and one of those teams uh, had the, I think, NCAA record for four times as many ties as losses. Yeah, there were a lot of ties back in those days. Uh, I, yeah. I don't remember specifically, but yes, uh, it, it's crazy to think now how many ties are in yeah. some of these head coaches' final records like Herb's have. Yeah. That team was 6-1-4, and four. Mm. that central team. I don't know how you lose four games and only lose one, but uh, there were no overtimes, so that's kind of the way it is. Can you talk a little bit about your career, Adam, and uh, the baseball, football, what you prefer to do, and uh, your career path? Yeah, so I, uh, I I went to Central Michigan, obviously, undergrad there, and um, my uncle – was uh, head baseball coach Steve Jackson when I when I got pulled into CMU and um, he kind of helped me get up there and obviously all the broadcasting tradition at Central Michigan with Dick Enberg and you know just look down in Detroit at Valley Sports whether they're working in front of the mic or behind the mic I mean there's great broadcasting tradition all over from this school so I uh, went to CMU and then pretty much out after graduating is when the Mac signed the deal you know, with ESPN three. Um, and that's when CMU brought me back to, to start calling their ESPN three basketball and volleyball and wrestling matches, uh, gymnastics as well. And then, uh, you know, on top of doing that, uh, 2019, I, I linked up with Jesse here in Lansing, which is, which has been great. I mean, I love Lansing. This is, this is home for me, uh, the five one seven and, and get to call Lansing lug nuts games and all the tradition they've had. I went, went to those games growing up since they got to town in 1996. And, you know, then unfortunately, um, a mentor to me, Don Shido, passed away in a car accident. Mm. Um, actually, three days before our MAC championship game in 2019, and that awesome turnaround for, you know, our our team that went one and eleven the year before, and we get to the MAC championship game, and uh, Don unexpectedly passed away. So, um, unfortunately, from that time on, um, I've been the the main play-by-play broadcaster up at CMU as the as the radio voice for the Chippewas. So it's uh, it, it was a weird time. It was bittersweet, but um, you know, as as time goes on, things you try and heal and get better. And I've I've really enjoyed um, getting to tell the stories of my alma mater and and really cherish the opportunity to kind of stay close to home and do Central Michigan and do the Lansing Lugnuts. Do you like football, basketball, or baseball better? You know, whatever season we're in, honestly, uh, Jack, it, it gets to that point of you do 132 baseball games, it's, uh, it's, it's time for football. And then you do 12 or 13 football games, it's, it's time for basketball. 
Um, I love them all. If I had to pick a top two, I think it'd be football and baseball. There's nothing like walking into uh, 70 to 80,000 packed stadiums and, you know, that game meaning so much because there's only 12 of them and the impact and the national coverage that they get, especially when you're, you're taking on these Michigan States or Oklahoma States or Notre Dame, like we'll play this year. Um, and you know, my, uh, I'm a, I'm a, I grew up in a baseball family, so, uh, love baseball as well. It's a much different game, but man, it's hard to pick one. We were trying to find teams that had played, Michigan State and Notre Dame in the month of September, and there aren't many. So that is a tremendous opportunity for Central. And, hey, uh, you're going to have a pretty good idea pretty soon of whether this team can do what the 2019 team did. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, You guys are talking about um, having such a difficult schedule, Michigan State, and uh, accurately so. That is a very brutal schedule that they have, but – you know, same thing with CMU. Jim McElwain says this is maybe the hardest schedule a Central Michigan team has ever had, having to go to those two places. South Alabama was a 10 or 11 win team last year, and we're on the road there this year. And uh, again, then you got to go to to play these difficult MAC teams too. So we'll find out right away how good they are, and um, I, I think it's going to be a great test that opening that opening Friday. And can't wait to see the environment at Spartan Stadium and in year 100. That's going to be pretty special. Well, great to talk with you. I'm sure we'll see you, uh, what, uh, 11 days, right? we got 11 days away. Looking forward to that. And good luck to the Chippewas this season. Hey, we might even catch you down at uh, uh, the ballpark before it's over. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks so much for having me on, Jack. I appreciate it. Hey, Spartan fans, when you want the largest and best selection of Spartan gear, Alumni Hall is your ultimate shopping destination. Come get your officially licensed gear. Nike, Champion, Columbia, Yeti, New Era hats, tailgating gear, and more. MSU students, faculty, and military receive 10% off in-store every day. And you can earn cash back with their Hall Pass rewards. Alumni Hall, located in Eastwood Town Center near the Apple Store, or shop anytime at alumnihall.com. For the ultimate Spartan shopping experience, it's Alumni Hall. To everyone who needs a little delight in their day, let our team member Paul tell you about one of our favorite sweet treats. Making special moments at mealtime is a tradition in Wisconsin. And what better way to sweeten your day than a Culver's creamy, fresh frozen custard and your favorite mixes. From the indulgence of Snickers to the richness of Dove chocolate, we handcraft every concrete mixer exactly the way you like. Come to Culver's and let us make your day a little bit sweeter. From From Wisconsin Wisconsin with love, welcome to Delicious. Time for a career change? Looking to make a difference? Dean Transportation is looking for compassionate people to join our dedicated team of school bus professionals. Dean Transportation has immediate openings and offers paid training to obtain a commercial driver's license. With increased starting pay, benefit packages, flexible scheduling with weekday hours, and more, Dean Transportation may be the career choice for you. No experience needed. Apply now and train all summer. Head to deanjobs.com. So, it's been a while since you've had your jewelry cleaned and inspected, right? Where will you go and who will you trust with your most valuable and treasured heirlooms? 
At Meadowar Jewelers 4 locations in Lansing, Okemos, Jackson and Portage, jewelry isn't just our job, it's our passion. Each and every piece entrusted in our care is thoroughly inspected by our trained staff against damage or normal wear. And we offer you, our customer, the highest level of quality on repairs and custom designs. Whether it's worn out prongs, channels, or shanks, it's all handled with incredible care. Meadowar Jewelers in Lansing, Okemos, Jackson, and Portage want to help you preserve your memories and offer you options on creating new ones. Come in today for the cleaning and inspection of your jewelry. We continue to work hard every day to earn your confidence and trust. Jack Ebling with my good friend Matt Sloan at Graph of Okemos. Matt, I see that the lots are filling up and showroom is too. Yes, finally. Lots are getting full. We're ready to sell some cars, Jack. And you got some new vehicles, some news about the Silverado and the Colorado. That's exactly right. We have the all-new, completely redesigned 2024 three-quarter ton Silverado. And then we also have the all-new, completely redesigned Colorado. Both fantastic vehicles. We're really excited. And then on the Nissan side, we've got the all-electric Aria, which is on the ground right now. That thing is absolutely fantastic. I mean, seen technology like that ever before. Stop and see Matt and the gang on West Grand River in Okemos. They're making friends. To everyone who believes family is what mealtime is all about, let our guest Amy share what she loves about Culver's. From the moment my family walked in, we knew Culver's was the place for us. There's just something nice about a cooked-to-order butter burger and creamy, fresh-frozen custard that tastes like it was made just for you. But time with family? Now that's what's really special. Stop in and experience what mealtime means at Culver's. From From Wisconsin Wisconsin with with love, love, welcome to Delicious. Hey Spartan fans, when you want the largest and best selection of Spartan gear, Alumni Hall is your ultimate shopping destination. Come get your officially licensed gear. Nike, Champion, Columbia, Yeti, New Era hats, tailgating gear, and more. MSU students, faculty, and military receive 10% off in-store every day. And you can earn cash back with their Hall Pass rewards. Alumni Hall, located in Eastwood Town Center near the Apple Store. Or shop anytime at alumnihall.com. For the ultimate Spartan shopping experience, it's Alumni Hall. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.